Now here's some great ideas for your firm, where we're all about success on your terms. Get the knowledge, the tools and insights from special guests. Everything you need to become your very best. So come and build the business of your dreams. Settle in and listen now to In The Slipstream. Hello everyone. My name's Sharon McClafferty, Director of Slipstream Coaching. In today's edition of In The Slipstream FM, I'm excited to be joined by my business partner, Scott Charlton. Now, amongst other things, Scott is also the author of a newly released book called The Bold Accountant. Before we jump into today's discussion, which will be on the key themes of The Bold Accountant and why being bold is in the best interest of both your clients as well as your business, I'd just like to quickly let you know about an upcoming opportunity for partners and business managers of accounting and multidisciplinary firms. You see, rather than a traditional book launch when The Bold Accountant first hit shelves, we actually hosted a three-hour morning workshop in Brisbane. It was essentially covering how to implement some of the concepts in the book into the firms in the room. Uh, that workshop was so well received and so well attended, we were actually asked to run it in Sydney and Melbourne. So we've decided to go ahead and do that. So the Sydney event will be on the 31st of August and the Melbourne event is uh, the 5th of October. For both events, we have beautiful facilities arranged uh, and we really would look forward to seeing you all there. The three-hour workshop covers a um, wide variety of topics, but the first one really is a an assessment of your own firms. You'll do a bit of a diagnostic on, on your firm and uh, we've had feedback that was um, really important to take the time out to do it. Scott's going to be talking about the bold conversations and how you can structure those into your firm and have more bold conversations with your clients. We'll also talk about uh, a number of services uh, that firms that we work with are offering. No doubt a lot of those services uh, you may offer or you may want to offer. So we really talk about how you structure that into your firm. And finally, it's about the courage to actually take action uh, and to steal a line from the book, become the complete advisor your clients need you to be. It is an uplifting three hours. Uh, it'll be great networking with the other firms. Uh, there'll be morning tea and you'll walk away with the workbook, which uh, will have all of your diagnostic and notes in it, as well as a copy of The Bold Accountant. So if you want to find out more about that event, jump on our Facebook page, Slipstream Coaching Facebook, or head to slipstreamcoaching.com.au forward slash bold. Uh, we're really encouraged that there are some other businesses sponsoring and supporting this event, including BT Panorama, SMSF Expert and Carbon. Uh, and they have really encouraged us to go ahead with these workshops. So we, we thank them. So without any further delay, let's have a chat with Scott, the author of The Bold Accountant, about the themes of the book, the critical takeaways, uh, and all of which will be addressed further in the workshop. Scott, I'd love for you to share some insights into what this book is about, where the ideas came from, and probably most importantly, what you'd like readers to take away from it. So where did the concept of the bold accountant come from? Well, thanks, Sharon. It really started based on my own experience, and it goes back to the early days when I just started what was really a pretty plain accounting firm, uh, and I just taken on a brand new client, a medical specialist, Dr. Ferguson. And Dr. Ferguson had this self-managed super fund that was a few years behind. And because I had nothing better to do, I applied myself very diligently and did all the calculations. And it was fairly complicated because 
When he got depressed, he didn't out, go out and buy a tie. He would go out and buy a random parcel of shares. So what that meant was it was really quite complex. And eventually I finished the job and I made an appointment for Dr. Ferguson to come and see me. And there I was uh, with a pile of work papers on the desk and a pile of documents for him to sign. And I was across that file and I was ready for any question except the one he asked me which was basically, will I have enough money to retire on? And for all the historical stuff that I'd prepared, I, I just hadn't really contemplated that. And that was a bit of a, a wake-up call to a very green, new, newly crowned practitioner that perhaps there was more to it. And over the next little while, there were a number of things that occurred. Uh, one was a long-standing manufacturing business that uh, simply ran out of money and, and went broke. Uh, and I remember having a conversation with the, uh, the adult son of the owner of that business. And he said to me, didn't we see that coming? And it made me stop and think. And I thought, well, maybe I, I should have seen that coming. And now, now knowing what I know in terms of business analysis, software, what that you can do with projections, uh, absolutely, I should have seen it coming. So too with a client who'd just gone into business, gone from a, a desk job to a physically active job. Uh, he had a heart attack climbing a ladder one day and, and died without insurance. And all of those things made me think there is much more to being an accountant than just doing the historical stuff. And that put me on a path uh, ultimately to creating this persona of the bold accountant and was really the motivation for writing the book that I, I think that we as accountants need to do more with our clients and our clients actually want us to do more with and for them. Wow. Goosebumps. So if the outcome of this book is that better conversations, more business analysis, checking into people's insurances happen, uh, this, this could be really much more than just about the accounting firm. In fact, it's not about the accounting firm. It's about them helping all of their clients more that's um, quite a ripple effect into the economy. Well, I think so. Uh, small business is the uh, the engine room for a lot of what happens in the Australian economy, and I think there's just so much potential for small businesses to improve. I mean, they're out there doing their best, but we as accountants can offer them so much more in terms of running a better business and getting better results. And if collectively we're having these conversations with our clients, uh, then I, I think that we can actually improve the, the well-being of the nation. I, I think it's that important. Wow. Okay, so I need to know more. Uh, what does being bold entail? It's such a great word, isn't it? <laughs> I just think it, it, it really conjures up a, um, a number of really positive images, uh, such as taking actions and, and being decisive. Uh, but equally, bold isn't uh, just being reckless uh, and it's not just serving up more of the same same stuff. Uh, so in my case uh, and in my firm, uh, it was a case of how can we do more with and for our, our, our clients uh, and it actually evolved to the stage where we were making proactive suggestions uh, in areas that we've never worked in before uh, certainly adding new capabilities uh, so that we could serve our clients better. Uh, along the way, uh, there was a change of name in the firm from this is Scott's 
practice to something a little bit more descriptive in terms of the work that I wanted to be doing, adding some new team members and, and definitely a landmark client seminar that went for a day and into the night with a keynote uh, speaker to actually put a line in the sand so that we're, we're doing something different. For me, my role changed considerably and became much more proactively raising things with clients and having conversations about their future rather than their, their past. So all, all of that, I, I think, for me, in, encapsulates the role of Bold and what we could and should be doing for clients. I know so many firms who have been talking about those kind of projects for years and years, uh, so running client seminars and getting themselves out of the nitty-gritty and doing better work for their clients and hiring qualified team members to help them, but for whatever reason, they've they've never done it. So um, let's unpack bold just a little bit further. If you were to boil it down, uh, sort of being bold into, say, its core elements, like what's the core pieces of being bold? For me, there are three key elements. Uh, one is the conversations that we have with clients. So if you've been doing accounting for a while, there is a range of topics that you become very familiar with uh, and become quite comfortable, uh, very productive with clients in, in that particular range. Uh, but the conversations about being bold go outside that. Uh, so you're talking more in terms of what is going to happen and what you might influence the client to, to make happen rather than what has gone before. So a different type of conversation, absolutely. Uh, and I think you've got to back that up with new services. Uh, so genuinely being able to uh, roll out something that's going to assist your clients. And the third element is courage. And I go back to those days where I was just starting down this path and, and there really was no track to follow. I would be rehearsing uh, in front of the mirror uh, on the morning that I was due to have a conversation with a client, uh, these sorts of conversations, because they were just so um, familiar. But I, I can look back on those days and know that I didn't chicken out, uh, that I had those conversations. And by and large, that actually became much more comfortable as, as we went on. I think to answer the question, it's, it's the conversations, services, and, and having the courage to go through with it. I'm loving this because it's not about, oh, be bold and charge $250 for a piece of paper that you currently don't charge for. It is about genuinely having a future perspective and helping your clients. So I I love where this is going because the benefit to the firm is a byproduct. Absolutely. Um, I think if you put yourself out there, then uh, you're, you're going to find that uh, clients will respond very, very positively uh, and the financial reward is, is a byproduct of, of engaging in clients in, in sort of uh, doing some things that are genuinely going to help them. Okay, so just to keep this practical, um, can you give us sort of an example of a bold conversation with a client? Absolutely. Um, so where you actually start having more expansive conversations with clients lots of interesting and meaty topics come up. So at the end of an hour, hour and a half, you might have actually uncovered half a dozen things that actually need to be explored further. 
So what I actually used to do is, is at a point in during those meetings, actually look the client in the eye and say, look, we've, we've raised some really significant things and clearly we're not going to resolve them all today. I think what we need to do is get together for a planning day to work these things through. And almost universally, it was like a light bulb going on uh, in the mind of the client. They'd say, that's exactly what we need to do. So, so that then set the expectation we would have a day together to, to, to do exactly that, to explore those issues. So the first couple of times, that was really awkward. But, but later on, when I found how positively clients responded to it, then it really flowed uh, to the point where these days it's just a natural part of, of what I do. Um, I would actually also like to talk about a, a concept that I came up with in, in the course of, of writing this book, uh, and that is the 100-day challenge. Uh, now, I've borrowed the concept from the fitness industry uh, that sort of X number of days and you'll be transformed. Um, I thought, well, by and large, accountants are really good at meeting these self-imposed deadlines. So the premise is when a new client comes in and that you provide this hands-down promise that within 100 days of your appointment that you will have dramatically improved the client's financial situation. Uh, so when you think about it, you're like, wow, um, that's quite a challenge, but Break it down. 100 days is is a is a good period of time to, to work on. Uh, there's plenty of time to work on some structures, instruct lawyers, set up entities, register tax file numbers. You can consult with financial planners, finance brokers. There's also time for you to attend to deadlines and other clients have a breakdown in your computer system or your tax <laughs> lodgement program and still get plenty of things things done. Uh, and so all that requires a, a great deal of thought in terms of how you might deliver something. But if you actually put it out there uh, that you're going to improve the lot of the client, then I'm just so confident that that's an approach that people will, will relate to and will we'll drive you to, to lift the level of, of service that you provide to clients to bold new levels. Uh, so they're the sorts of conversations that I'd be encouraging listeners to have with their clients. Loving that. So we've got a conversation around a planning day uh, and actually having a planning day. Who doesn't want to talk about their own business for an entire day? Like that is, that's such an opportunity for uh, for m probably most of the client bases that are listening to this. Um, hopefully we haven't borrowed the other concept from the fitness industry because I seem to go and transform my body for 30 days one way and then spend the next 30 days transforming it back so we don't undo <laughs> the work, do we? <laughs> no, no. The, uh, the idea is that you can then say, okay, what's the plan for day 101 to day 200? Uh, so... So very, very definitely, uh, this is a process that you can keep going. Oh, you keep moving forward. Okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning a lot here, guys. Um, so one thing I can see happening in that 100 days or actually on the 100th day is that's when you get your client advocates. That's where you get your client referral. So rather than a client referring after three years, uh, that would actually be a, a moment 100 days in where they go, wow, I'm going to tell my friends. 
Absolutely. And in fact, uh, the better you become at delivering on the 100 days, the better you will feel about looking the client in the eye on day zero mm. and asking for that referral in 100 days' time. Wow. Okay. So um, we've spoken about the bold conversations. Can you tell me what is a bold, you know, beyond the planning day, what does a bold service look like? I think there's a couple of different ways that we can look at this. Uh, some of the services are going to be push and others are going to be pull. A push would be where you believe so strongly in something that you say to a client, well, look, I feel that this is important enough that really unless you're going to do this, then you may as well sort of go down the road and just get a, a cheap tax return somewhere. So whether that's helping somebody with their estate planning or doing cash flow budgeting or regular monitoring of, of how they're going, uh, you can define that. Uh, with other things, it's a matter of actually conversing with the client in terms of what they might need. Uh, I think with any of these services, there, there are three critical criteria. Uh, one is that the clients have actually got to appreciate the service. So they've ultimately got to see value in it. Um, this is a good place to start. Uh, it, it is, absolutely. I, I mean, if, if, if the dogs don't eat the dog food, then that's a problem. Um, the second thing is that if we're going to create all of this extra value for clients, then, then we actually need to capture some of that for the firm. So uh, we want to generate a superior rate per hour. Uh, often I see in the first instance that people uh, are really organised with their compliance work and those same disciplines that have served people well in terms of checklists and flow charts uh, and uh, workflow processes are completely abandoned. For, for doing the value-added work, which results in lots of uh, wear and tear, uh, doing things at low rate per hour. So, so we want to actually be able to achieve that. And, and the, the way we do that is the third element, which I call industrialization, uh, that there's robust systems in place. Uh, I think the word to be thinking about is package, uh, that there's a defined set of things that you're going to deliver uh, the team are trained in, in providing those those things. So, so in order to qualify as as being on on the uh, the shelf for clients to buy, uh, the services need to have those elements. To me, you can uh, do it in a number of different ways. I, I think there are three levels. Uh, one is a set of services that are very close to the core strengths of accountants now. Uh, so examples of that would be doing cash flow budgets, putting together benchmark data for clients, uh, actual versus budget, meeting with the client progressively throughout the year. A second level will require some more uh, skill setting. Uh, planning days we touched on before. Uh, it might also entail uh, specific things like valuations, with a third level requiring uh, a greater investment in knowledge. It might even mean employing some specifically skilled people uh, in areas such as estate planning or government incentives. So you don't actually have to start out at level three. You can start at level one and, and build your way up. And keep in mind that your clients, sort of, you need to take them on the journey as well that up until now they might have only seen you uh, in the light of being an historical compliance person. 
to present yourself the next day as a superhero who can help them in all aspects of their business might be a bit of a stretch. So, so start at level one and build your way up. Uh, so there's plenty of areas that you can get started. Uh, I, I think the main main thing is is to to actually make the commitment and and engage with a with a client and, and just get going. Now, just get going is uh, a little easier to say than to do, which might be why the third element that you mentioned was courage. So um, can you just take us through why courage is is critical? Absolutely. I, I mentioned before the, the sort of the rehearsals I, I used to do uh, in the first few client meetings that I, I had. Uh, and I, I, once I'd actually sort of got agreement with my first client to undertake a planning day, then uh, I was put into this, oh, golly, now, now I've actually got to go through with it. I was certainly helped by the team members that I had who, who'd really bought into my vision uh, in terms of doing more with clients. So there, there wasn't any backing out. The client expected it. The team members were looking for me to provide it. So uh, in due course, uh, there was was I on, on a Saturday morning with half a dozen highly qualified, very critical thinking lady lawyers uh, with, with me for the day. And we proceeded through the agenda that I'd, I'd, I'd worked out. And at the end of that day, I, I was just exhausted I was just like there was nothing left uh, but uh, what I organized was to have a debrief dinner with the principal of the practice and really the the, the thing on my mind was I, I just had to know good bad or indifferent was it any good uh, and and I, I, I just sort of thought well, like you, you've got to tell me so anyway, we, we duly met at the restaurant and we, we sit down and uh, before I was able to blurt out the question, the client just sort of like looked at me with this beaming smile and she said, so how do you think it went? Uh, <laughs> and that for me was, was a light bulb moment. Uh, I thought, okay, at, look, it's, it's about the client, it's not about me. Uh, and from there, I, I thought I, I did draw great courage uh, in terms of being much more venturesome with clients than I ever had. Uh, and if we think, okay, look, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in, in helping them to succeed and to improve, then uh, the courage just comes along with it. So the conversations that you need to have, that you just need to put them on an agenda, maybe frame it up that you're going to be talking about these things to the client before the meeting so, so that you just can't chicken out uh, and believe me, good good things will, will happen. Clients are, are very tolerant uh, as as you feel your way with these things uh, because they actually want you to succeed. They want your help. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if anyone's sort of hesitating, always wanting to have done something, then I, I, I think uh, step up and, and, and give it a go. So, listeners, I think you're getting a little bit of flavour here uh, that... Uh, this book, it's not about, it might be called The Bold Accountant, but it's not about being bold for your own purposes. You know, you'll absolutely benefit from it, but it's about being bold for your clients. And I guess it might just be me, but I feel like that courage comes from a different place. When you know you have to step up and have courage for your clients, that's different than stepping up and having courage for your own purposes. Is that just me, Scott? <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I, I certainly relate to, to, to that. Um, 
if I look back at my days in in practice, the person that I was most for uh, helping was was the client, followed mm-hmm. closely by the team members, and it was me as a third element. And and I I think that's sincerely where a lot of accountants are, are, are coming from. I guess what I now know is is more about how to capture the value. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, you, you've actually got to create it. So Scott will never do this for himself, so I'm going to do it. Um, we work with quite a few firms who uh, at the start of their journey when they're starting to have these different conversations and they've got their bold service and it comes to the courage piece, uh, the day before or the hour before they have this conversation with the client, they call Scott. <laughs> so rather than standing and talking to the mirror about what they're going to present in their agenda. Uh, they have a quick call with Scott going, here's my agenda. This is what I think is going to go well. I'm a little bit worried about this part. And uh, the original bold accountant talks them through um, and really just gets them to think through, well, what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Uh, and, and they go in a little bit more bulletproof and a little bit taller than they would have um, had they not had that conversation. So Sometimes uh, sometimes the courage can come from within and sometimes you can uh, get some help with that. So uh, in the spirit of getting some um, additional content, support, help uh, and to bolster the courage, Scott, how can people get hold of your book? Oh, thanks, Sharon. Um, look, it's quite easy. Uh, I have a website, uh, www.scottcharlton.com.au. Uh, and it's fairly easy to find there. Uh, and it's certainly my pleasure to send people an autographed copy. Oh, that is very, very exciting. Um, so we're going to wrap up today. I hope that you've got some value, but just to um, unpack that, the three elements of being bold, having bold conversations, having a bold service, and having courage to uh, implement and execute on those two things. Uh, and the concept of being a bold accountant is for your clients uh, and, and for their families and for their business and for their wealth and for their future. Uh, so if you want to grab a copy of the book, that website is www.scottcharlton.com.au. Once again, details for the Bold Accountant Workshop. It's taking place in Sydney on the 31st of August and in Melbourne on the 5th of October. The workshop runs from 8.30 to 11.30. Further details can be found at our website, slipstreamcoaching.com.au forward slash bold. Now, if you're the owner of an accounting firm or a business manager of an accounting firm who are thinking about launching wealth or who have already launched wealth or financial planning, Uh, whether that's a referral arrangement, a JV or in-house, I would really recommend setting aside the three hours to be at that workshop. The cost is really quite nominal. It's $49.50, which will include a complimentary copy of The Bold Accountant, thanks to uh, BT Panorama, who are sponsoring that. We would love to see you there. Now, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact Slipstream Coaching. I'd hope to see you at the workshop. If not, I'll see you on the next episode of In the Slipstream FM. (music) 